Welcome to Hebrews at Conversation Cafe. I'm Ricky Allen. I believe all relationships matter. They are the greatest treasures. How we maintain them are the greatest legacies. This podcast is a unique brew of real people with real talk about real life experiences. Your journey from relationship dysfunctions and despair to relationship hope and fulfillment starts here. So, if you're driving, keep your eyes on the road and your hands on the wheel. If you're somewhere sitting, sit back, relax, and be still. Let's get the conversation started. I'm Ricky Allen. Thanks for taking time to listen to my podcast. In a previous episode entitled Take Up Your Bed and Walk, I talked about my realization uh, of toxic codependency and how, like a man who had had a condition for 38 years, um, I had repeatedly relied on other people to bring meaning and purpose to my life. Like this man, I had developed a behavioral condition that um, affected my ability to have healthy mutually satisfying relationships. I realize toxic codependencies can manifest in any relationship and can actually be a trap that hinders the process of developing and maintaining one's potential. Joining me today for conversation is Antoine Alcorn. Antoine, how are you on this wonderful morning? I am well, sir. Thank you for having me this morning. Great. Uh, before we jump into the conversation, how about telling our listeners more about you? Well, um, again, I'm Antoine Alcorn. I am a licensed professional counselor. Uh, I am the owner of Thrive Counseling and Consulting Services in Jacksonville, Arkansas. Uh, I've been working in mental health and substance abuse for 26 years, and I have been a mental health therapist for five years. That is indeed awesome, and I congratulate you uh, for opening your counseling and consulting services. It's a much-needed resources in the day and times that we're in. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me for this conversation after listening to a previous episode entitled Take Up Your Bed and Walk. So, uh, having listened, uh, what was your initial response to that episode? My initial response was, wow, this is this is so common uh, uh, among people, among individuals that I treat on a daily basis, Uh, even me reflecting over my life and personal experiences that I have went through. uh, I initially thought, you know, sometimes in life we're just surviving, you know, with no no real purpose, no real goals. We're just doing what we can to survive from one day to another. And so uh, it's been my purpose and my mission since uh, opening my business, Thrive. My goal is to help people to thrive instead of just surviving from day to day. And so that was my initial response when I listened to the podcast, just thinking about individuals that are just trying to survive from day to day and not having a a real purpose, a real focus or real goal 
and they're tied up. They have these emotional needs and it's normally a tie, normally tied to other things and other people. And so uh, that was my initial response when I heard the podcast. Yes, um, I, I can identify with just trying to survive. I recall my journey and my fight to not drown in despair while riding the rapids of brokenness. You know, thriving and living legendary is worth the fight. Mm -hmm. So my second question is, have you seen evidence of this behavior pattern, toxic codependency? And if so, what were some of the emotional, physical, and spiritual manifestations? Yes, uh, I have seen uh, evidence of this in my practice. Uh, so typically, individuals that are in toxic codependent relationships, uh, one of the things that I find is that somewhere along the line, and going back earlier in life, uh, in most cases, those individuals, there were moments throughout their life where their emotional needs were not met in healthy ways. Right. And so they become dependent. Uh, they look outside of themselves. They look to others, uh, other things to, to meet or satisfy those emotional needs. And it becomes this pattern of, of behaviors in which they're trying to, um, find themselves, they become dependent, they're looking for approval, they're looking for satisfaction, they're looking for validation, uh, and then their self-worth and their identity, it becomes tied to another individual. Uh, and we have to uh, be careful that, you know, sometimes when we talk about uh, toxic codependency, we're not just talking about romantic relationships. That could be uh, with friends, with family. It could be in the church. But most of the time, it has been where individuals have not had their emotional needs met in a healthy way. And so they start looking to get those needs met through someone else. I've learned that if, if you don't know who you are, there will always be someone standing by to tell you. And in many ways, attempting to reduce you to a level that they are most comfortable. With that said, uh, my third question is how important is self-awareness, self-esteem, and self-worth in navigating toxic codependent relationships? Self-awareness is very, very important. So the man that lay at the pool for 38 years, for all that time, he was dependent on someone else uh, to meet his need to pick him up and put him in the pool. And so one of the things when uh, he was posed with the question, will thou be made whole? He said, I don't have anyone. Mm -hmm. I have no one else to, to help me, to get me to where I need to be. So without that self-worth, without self-awareness, without self-confidence, we're always going to be looking to someone else. We're always going to be looking for someone else to meet our needs. And so over time, what happens is the condition that we're in or the state that we're in, it becomes our norm. Even when it's dysfunctional for us, it's our oh, norm. That's good. And then it starts to look like it's the normal state to be in or the normal thing to do. So one of the things that I do in treatment is I do a lot of, of self-awareness with my uh, clients, working with them to increase their insight into what's going on with them. 
So without the self-awareness, we won't initiate change or we won't begin to uh, put things into place to begin to uh, make changes in our life. So without self-awareness, you would have never begin the process to take up your bed and start to walk. And so self-awareness is very important. Self-confidence, self-worth, all of that is very important. Having a great sense of self-awareness, self-esteem, and self-worth doesn't mean that you are inconsiderate or selfish. It just means that you don't allow other people to uh, tell you uh, who you are and what you should be doing. You don't sit around waiting for their validation. You have a greater sense of purpose and you have your own identity, which says that here I am. This is me. Uh, this is what I have to bring. As social beings, you know, we have social needs. We have a need for love, acceptance, and belonging. These emotional needs or relationships drive uh, our human behavior. I believe all relationships matter, but when we can go no farther than others' acceptance and assistance can carry us, we have developed toxic codependencies. And we must be fully aware of our person, our purpose, our power, and our potential. And my last question is, what information can you offer to encourage someone walking away from toxic codependent relationships? So the first thing that I would uh, say to, to that individual is, number one, you have to recognize that you have choices. So when the when the lame man was laying there for 38 years and when Jesus came to him and said, will thou be made whole? What Jesus was essentially doing was giving this man options, giving him a choice. You can continue in this condition that you're in or I'm offering you a way out. I'm offering you a way to do something different with your life. I'm offering you an opportunity to be made whole. And so the first thing that we need to do is we need to recognize that we have choices. We have the ability to choose what we want. And so he said, will thou be made whole? And so when he was given that opportunity, it was up to him to recognize that he is now having a new opportunity to do something different. And so that is the first thing that I would say is to recognize uh, that you have choices. The second thing is that you have to uh, evaluate and reevaluate. So this man that had been laying there, he had to consider who he was, where he had been, and where he wanted mm-hmm. to go. And so we have to do that. You, you referenced earlier that you know you had to find out who you were apart from other people. And so this gentleman, he had to evaluate himself, recognize where he was, who he was, where he wanted to go. And so now he's given this choice, he's given options. And then the third thing I would say is that we have to be resolved. We have to resolve within ourselves. We have to be firm that I'm going to live my best life. I'm going to live to where God has called me to be. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to take up my bed. I'm going to begin that process to walk. And it is a it's a journey, Pastor Allen. We have to put in practical steps 
each day of our lives to get to where we need to be. And so that's what that gentleman had to do. He had to get up from where he was. He had to get out of his comfort zone. He had to walk away from being dependent on other people to meet his need and start walking into the things that God had ordained. Oh, that's for him. good. And so that's what I would say is first recognize that you have choices, reevaluate where you are, and then be resolved to take up your bed and walk. Thank you for joining this episode of He Brews It, a Relate LLC production. To learn more, check out our website, RelateLLC.com, and follow us on social media at Relate LLC. Life is a gift, and how we live is a choice. Remember, there is no better time than now for greater discovery. It's time to live life. It's time to live legendary.